listen to hair on. From hair on, I'm listening to hair on. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we're in the house for episode 138. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Whether you're a first-time listener or one of our uh, new listeners, I want to welcome everyone to the show. Man, I did notice, man, the analytics is showing we got a bunch of new listeners. Nice, People nice. find it, welcome, the algorithm starting to put me on the put me on some pages, I think. So yeah, I just want to welcome everybody. I really appreciate everyone who chooses to tune in, give us a little bit of your time. But yeah, have you been watching anything uh, interesting this weekend? Uh, the only thing I caught this weekend was Mortal Kombat, which yes. was I was quite excited and very pleased with that one. That one was that one was pretty dope, man. Okay, okay. I did um the finale of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier came out, so I did watch that. Nice boy. Did you, you haven't seen it? Have you? No, nah, no. Nah. All right. I want to because I have a lot to say about this show, so I'm going to split the conversation. I'm going to try to do a little spoiler-free talk about like some of the concepts and premises, and then next week, hopefully, if you can catch it, we'll we'll actually talk about like the substance of the story. Um, actually, and it's funny because in reference to that, I definitely I got a lot more story, like I got a lot less story than I expected, and the show, the core of the show itself, carried itself a lot better than I thought it would. Okay, yeah, but um, so yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Okay. That shit so, was pretty fucking fun. It was fun. It was definitely a fun ride. It was definitely, I would say, the best. Yeah. I haven't seen the other Mortal Kombat in a long time, but I don't have as No contest. Movies. It's not even fair. Yeah. It, it's not a fair comparison. I don't think it's fair to compare any CG heavy movie like post 2015 and pre 2015 you know you know but not for nothing i did i do remember thinking that they did really well on the scorpion and the sub-zero representations in those movies but i mean the costumes were good i will admit that very frequently whenever i revisit those impressions they're never as good as i thought they were hell no like the costumes were good but Everything else was like goofy as fuck. Like I, I remember watch I watched Caravan of Garbage and they were going through the whole gamut of the old um of the old Mortal Kombat movies and they there was a scene where they were just doing like spinning heel kicks in the air that wasn't even like they weren't even connecting. They were just doing like they were, you know what I mean? So it's like it, it's definitely a completely the different definitely missed era. Yeah, you know, it's it's a whole different era of movies nowadays, you know what I mean? True, true, true. Um, choreography has uh gone up substantially as well as CG. Hell yeah. But um, okay. So in terms of the story, um, I'm not as familiar with the new Mortal Kombat storylines, so I was unfamiliar with it, the remake of Cage. Everything is more or less the same, with the exception of uh, uh Cole was a, is this, he's a brand new character was created for the movie. But he essentially replaces like Johnny Cage. Cage yeah, because he goes to Hollywood at the end of the yeah. movie. Spoilers. So, but, and this the reason is, this why is gonna they be a spoiler-heavy review. So, and the reason why they said they didn't want to do that is because Johnny Cage was like he's a parody of '90s action heroes cliche. Mm-hmm. So that character wouldn't really work in this day and age. You would, yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> he has to go through a little. You know what I mean? They have to redesign. Nigga was the corny as hell. Bit. I yeah. always thought that Johnny Absolutely. Cage was the corniest. He was, a, he was fucking insufferable. So I understand the remake of that character, and I wasn't mad at it. Oh, um, and he was actually—he wasn't the worst character nah, in the Cole's world. Cool. Um, he's I. Right. 
He's yeah, right. he was alright. Yeah, like right. he he wasn't egregious. I thought I like. Yeah. I'm always a fan of um, uh, people with the power to store kinetic energy. I always feel like it's a very OP power when you're fighting. Like you know what I mean. Like it's only a combat or well, it's mostly a combat oriented power. But boy, is it effective, man. It doesn't do much against piercing. Yeah, but I was bludging. about to say it's only effective against people who hit you. Or but shit. it looks like his chest is metal, so that should help the yeah. He the does have a resistance. <laughs> he does have a pretty cool pool. Yeah, he does have a pretty cool costume, and it does protect against knives. Or shit, I knew the whole time Sonya Blade was going to kill Kato for that mark. Of course, I knew it the whole time. Yo, I was like, I, oh, I bitch go really, really like Kano in this movie. Like, he's his characterization was fucking amazing. And, like, everything they set up from his character, they paid it off in some way. Like, especially in the mm-hmm. beginning when he's taunting Sonya. Oh, my goodness. He's he like, was, oh, what, you ain't got one? You ain't got a mark? He was wonderfully insufferable. He was <laughs> yes, wonderfully he was. insufferable. Like, I hated him. And but it was great. It was, he bro, was so ridiculous. He's such a scene stealer, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, every time somebody else was trying to do something, like, meaningful in any degree while he was in the scene, he was making jokes. You feel me? <laughs> So that was it. I love. Um, it was I a lot of when hits he in the met movie. Liu Kang, man. When he met Liu Kang, and he was like, "Yo, oh, yo, that nigga's just disrespectful. Fireballs, bro. Disrespectful, bro. Why is this?" But man? Kano is like the kid in all of us. Oh yo. yeah, that is absolutely the first thing I would say if I just walked up and some random dude hit me with a fireball. I'd be like, "Yo, how you do that?" Wait, wait, wait. What's my power going to be? How though? you do that? What's my, what am I going to get? What's up? What's going on with that? Do, I, do I get to shoot guns just, out like, of my do hands that, and then just like <laughs> go back to having a normal conversation? You got to go back to that. You feel me? We, <laughs> yeah. You got to establish how that is possible and how I can do it. When that nigga say, "Yo, do I get to shoot guns out of my hands?" I'm like, this nigga's ridiculous. <laughs> You didn't even say I want to shoot lasers, missiles. I want to shoot guns out of my hands. Okay. Or when uh, my favorite part is when Luke Kang is just like, "Come, we have we have much to do," and he taps him on the shoulder. He's like, "The fuck." <laughs> Yo, when they were fucking browbeating him to get his power to manifest, that, that was, shit was hilarious. Yo, Kung Lao was savage, though. Son. Bro. God damn, Yo, the, Kung Lao. The brutality of the kills, man. And I don't know, man. Shit was sick. It's, it's, it is a spectacle to watch. But at the same time, it's like, boy. Man, between the cartoons and the movies, like... Dare they are pulling no punches when they're showing the dismemberment and massacre of 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 bodies, whether they're human or superpowered alike. Hell no! <laughs> you fucking cuggle out, split that bitch in half. Like goddamn. Hell yeah! One thing I will say is that there's a lot of cheese in the movie. Okay, there's a lot of cheesy moments, but definitely, I'm not, and I'm not saying that to to say it's a bad thing. I'm just forewarning because if you think you're going to get a very serious movie all the way straight through, that's not what you're going to get. There's some light moments. I don't think anyone some... is expecting that. Well, no, based on I mean, if you come in with some expectations based on the other Mortal Kombat movies, because the other Mortal Kombat movies didn't have didn't have as much levity as this one did. Because this yeah. one had a lot of like not even just yeah. like I'm sorry, not even just humorous humorous moments. They tried to put in some touching moments. Yeah, and I was like, it was like the opening. The opening yeah. was way classier than anything wow. you ever expected you know from Mortal Kombat. But good on, good on you guys. Thanks for elevating our shit. I yeah yeah I guess um, those were my favorite parts. As a, as a lover of fighting games, who you know, it's just people beating up each other. Like it, to bring that to mainstream, you're gonna need more. You know what I mean? So I'm really this, glad that they and they departed significantly from the original Mortal Kombat storyline. This is based off of the Mortal Kombat 11 universe. Yeah, okay, pretty much. It. But what happened with that is like that is like they they it, they did like a, a new fifty two flashpoint thing where they combined where they were like all right let's Take consolidate all of our past histories mm-hmm. and like this is the one history now now oh, that okay, you know so whatever canon yes so now you know whenever you see anything th- from the past you know it's alternate timeline shit 
and it doesn't apply to the main scenario. Got but it. This one is pretty much, it's kind of the same, right? Because, but they, it's more like, it's like 90% how it is in the modern storyline, right? They the modern, yeah, yeah. They mm-hmm. didn't touch mm-hmm. on the Elder Gods, but other than that. They did. It's pretty they much. They talked about the Elder Gods. Yeah, they did. But I mean, they oh. did they say Shinnok? You know what I mean? Did they name oh, any of them? No, no, That's no, what no, I mean. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? Like in the beginning right now, Quan Chi would be involved mm-hmm. with Sub-Zero. Usually someone's pulling Sub-Zero strings and he's not just straight up working for Quan Chi. Yeah. And I, and, and I think it's going to be interesting to see in the next movie if they're going to start to start the arc where um Sub-Zero kind of crosses back over to the good guys because, they, man, they hate him, man. And for good I mean, reason. Well, Bihan is going to become Noob Saibot and his younger brother becomes That's the new right. Sub-Zero. Okay, okay, it's cool. So that is going to be part of the storyline. Wai Liang, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But you know what's interesting about... And there's going to be a new Kung Lao too, right? I don't know. Well, in, That was in, so fucked was up, Was it Deception? Man. Wasn't there like a Kung Lao descendant with a bow? No idea. I think there was, but I'm not 100% on my Mortal Kombat lore, so don't quote me. I ain't said shit. But <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of interesting story lore to uh, to draw upon for for the sequel, which I assume there's a sequel. Has it already been announced? I mean, they haven't announced it yet. Usually they wait until they get the numbers before they announce the sequel. But like we mentioned last week, Joe Taslim, he and who's played Sub-Zero, mm-hmm. announced that announced that he signed on for four movies so oh yeah 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 we talked about this so, last time yeah yeah and you saw at the end of this one oh it's definitely he set specifically over. said like yo death is just another portal yeah so you you already they definitely have they have stuff planned for it and that's going to be great but yeah the action was on point and so the movie will get the movie automatically gets uh, a decent uh review for me because it's an action movie a combat action movie with go- that was meant to be particularly gory and it was it hit on all of those notes <laughs> now i did the story i felt was a little bit lacking but as we as i just said we're not here for the story that's just me being a lore whore i, I do that they, um, they spelled combat with a k you can't expect too that, much <laughs> I mean, that's as much development as you can expect from them absolutely Anything else is purely icing on the cake. Um, but if I were to try to review it as a complete movie, like going outside of the bounds of what they were obviously strictly going for, it was a little bit lacking in some of the other areas. Um, but it, it hit where it was supposed to hit. And so it is absolutely worth a watch. I don't think this is appropriate for kids. It is super gory. Hell nah. um, and, and, and that's what I was kind of saying earlier is like, I don't know, man. Is that a good thing? Like, are are, are we doing something for ourselves? Because that shit was... The thing you have to understand about Mortal Kombat <laughs> is the video game ratings board came into existence because of Mortal Kombat. Which I did think was excessive. Really? So you have to understand that when you're coming here for Mortal Kombat, <laughs> you're coming here for something specific. You're not coming here for the Fast and the Furious type action. I, you, I, you know what? Absolutely. And when you come into Mortal Kombat, if you don't... Yes, you come here for action combat... But the the immediate subgenre is gore, gore horror. Absolutely, is gore horror. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you know, I've never actually actively put that into the rubric. And when you think about it that way, it's like, oh no, then it actually hit on every metric that you should expect from. If you think of it as a as a uh, gore horror movie, it is actually really good. <laughs> in the terms reptile of reptile scenes, were pretty dope. The too. reptiles, like the monsters, yeah. like they did a great job of mixing up. Like Melina, yeah. Melina looked great. Um, 
when I say she looks great, she looks horrific. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they did her bloody they, smile yeah, really well. It was pretty ridiculous. Oh, this is really good. Uh, you know what? And you know, it's funny because when, when I was done with it, I was like, ah, man, like, and you know, when, when I say a movie is a, a, a five, six, that means it's, it's, it's not a bad movie. It hits on where it's all. It's just not excelling above and beyond in any particular area. And Carolina was like, you're an asshole. That's not even the right. Uh, that's not the right uh, rating. You need to give it a real rating. If you go on there and you give it a five, <laughs> I'm gonna try you. And I'm like, damn. But I really silly. felt that way. But now that that perspective right there is exactly, I think, what I needed to to really give it a proper rating. Because I'm not. You're right. It is a lot better than a mediocre movie or even an average movie. If you look at it as uh, as a fighting movie that is a very strong gore horror um, subgenre. Absolutely, it hits, and it in in that light, the amount of story development they put into it was perfect. <laughs> I really liked how they filmed Sub Zero, man. Like, yeah, in the beginning in the, where they made him like a horror movie monster, where mm-hmm. he like fucking disappear into mist and shit behind walls. Yeah, but Sub Zero was fucking. It, fresh. You're right. It, it they used a ton of those those uh those st- uh, stylistic elements to yeah. to create the tension around him. Like when uh the wife is packing up and you yeah. go around and he's just there in the window looking, just casually <laughs> opens the door. <laughs> I, it was such a great choice giving him such like small amount of dialogue because that made him so much more terrifying. He's like the mm-hmm. shark from Jaws. Yeah. He just shows up and you're just like he doesn't say anything. He just starts fucking people he, up with ice. He he. Use uh, an ice clone effectively, which is oh, a must. You gotta so use cool. ice clones effectively. That was so cool. I, they oh, did a man, really good job on his powers, that. honestly. The the move representations I really really like, man. Mm-hmm. Like um, another one that I thought was my my absolute favorite is when he stabbed um Scorpion in the side. The blood spilled out. He turned it into an ice. Yes, and stabbed him stabbed again with it. I was like, blade. yo, this dude is out of control. And then threw him into a block of ice that he created. I was like, yo, you got to stop being so savage, bro. The combos. It, 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 it felt like Mortal Kombat. Ah, so it dope. was all about the combos. Because so a lot of them, they weren't like super flashy fighters. They were. It was a lot of really like brutal, rugged fights, you know? And, and that's one thing that I did enjoy about Kano when he was fighting. That nigga was just a dirty, like when he was fighting Reptile, it was just a dirt, like picking up everything Kano in the room, hit him with everything. You know what I mean? Find a way to tag him and then fuck him up. Yo, Take away his main fact fucking... about Kano, right? He's a perfect representation of the chaos of the universe. So when this, <laughs> this game was created by two Americans, um, Ed and Tobias Boone. And when they first created the game, Kano was a Japanese, Japanese dude. Now, when they filmed the movie... The actor that played Kano is a British actor that was pretending to be Australian to get work. So when he played the character of Kano, he played him with an Australian accent. And in every game ever since, Kano is now like, he's now Australian by canon ever since. And it's like, it's such a weird, like, chaotic turn of events that'll end up making something like that come to fruition. Sticks. Well, and that also shows the power of performance. Like, if you go into a into yeah, a, a yeah. role performance as an actor mm-hmm. and your rendition of the character shows through so strongly that they changed the character yeah, to what yeah. you thought it was, that's a testament to your acting, for sure. Hell yeah. But yeah, man, that's the, the Kano, man, talk about, and now and you described him perfect earlier, show stealer. Totally stole the absolutely. scenes that he was in. And at the same time, I was absolutely happy when she fucking killed his ass. Yeah, that's why I absolutely really like this characterization <laughs> because I hate, I think he's a, he's a t- complete and total piece of shit. But as a character, as a as like a, 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 um, a narrative device, he mm-hmm. was so great. 
absolutely perfect. Really high charisma. Yeah, bro. Chaotic evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real high ca- charisma, chaotic evil. <laughs> oh, fucking. You know, man. low intelligence, low wisdom, but that that charisma score will oh, get man. you out of a It'll lot of far. sticky situations. It got him all the way to the end of the movie, son. It got him to laser eye, bro. Come on. <laughs> it's pretty dope power. Yeah, it is. It's not a bad power. So, yeah, um, I will uh, give Mortal Kombat a solid seven. Nice. Yeah, I'd give it like a B minus is pretty much my score for it. Like B minus. Yeah. And uh, you'll get your action. Definitely not kid friendly. Hell not. And surprisingly, Carolina enjoyed it. So I will recommend it on like a, a little, if you want to take a, a lady friend with you, women enjoy it as well. That's really? always a plus. You guys can be in the theater. If you the can ladies put your arm like around it? her, you can be like, get over here. Well, okay, see now. It works. Stop it right works now. Works every time. Stop you gotta it try it. Right you just now. gotta try it. Just gotta give it a shot. Rico, I don't think you're here for the relationship man. advice, bro. <laughs> just gotta give it a shot. <laughs> if you wanna get shot down, nigga. <laughs> Damn, it's, it's, what's important is the arm movement before Listen, you use the, the, the phrase. You know? the, the movie will bring more than enough corny moments for you. No need for you to bring corny moments to the theater. Don't bring sand to the beach. Nah, sir. <laughs> you need some extra corn for that popcorn. Damn. But yeah, no, it was, it's definitely a fun ride. Uh, definitely a group watch. But uh, Absolutely. I, I think that would be really great with friends for show. Yeah, but definitely not for everyone. True. Because I, I know people who would not enjoy that movie for sure. Like, I wouldn't take my mom to that one. <laughs> Even though I will take her to a lot of Marvel joints. Hey, yo, mom, you want to see this chick get split in two by a hat buzzsaw? Yo, bruh, the, the, the physics of it all. The <laughs> physics of it all. The video, I, And see, that's one thing I really enjoyed, the video game physics sometimes. Um, but uh, also, when they were uh, narrating their, uh, their, their own fights, like... Fatality. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what was he? Uh, it was Kung Lao wins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Flawless, flawless victory. victory. I, that's like, actually that's actually how I knew how that chick was gonna die because I remembered that scene. I remember him saying flawless victory from the previews, and uh, I was just like, hmm, hmm. This new chick that's getting all hyped up. I don't think she's gonna last too long. Yeah, Shang Tsung likes her way too much. <laughs> you feel me? Yo, he was bigging her up heavy. My beauty. Super, you feel me? Deadly and beautiful. What, what, right. Irma, what, what it was it? More like dead and beautiful. But it was Got like, him. yeah, that that scream is a real turn on. <laughs> yeah, man, that shit was. Uh, Cabal was really Cabal, interesting. That's who it was. Uh, he looked pretty dope. Who, who the Reiko? I wasn't familiar with that character at all. Apparently, both Reiko and the other person, Reiko and somebody else uh, with a wing chick. Yeah, Nakara. Something, whatever her name is. Nakata and something like that. The Wing Chick and Commander Reiko are from like Mortal Kombat 2 or something, and they had like tiny bit parts. But they're doing that. I assume it's Generals of Underworld. Oh, I have no idea. I think it's just the regular. You remember the regular one that the like the regular scrolling one where you know with the character scroll on the side mm-hmm. and you pick them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're like from the second one of that one. Oh, you mean like the sub bosses? Uh, Did you fight? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I didn't okay. play those games. It was ages ago. I mean, I played them, I don't remember them. Right, exactly. <laughs> you feel me? That was a long time ago. They don't yeah. even look like that no more. I wasn't even good at those games, man. Hell Boy, nah. man, that was my button mashing days. Real, man. I've Yikes. always been a Capcom kid, man. I've never been too much into the the midway. But shout out to fucking Twice and Ed Boone, man. Like, bro, that's 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 amazing. I don't really think any other uh, American company has made a fighting game that stuck around to compete with fucking Street Fighter and all of them there's, after all this time. There's absolutely something to to be said when you create a, a property that lasts that long. Yeah. That is that is a huge uh, achievement onto itself. If for nothing else, it speaks to your adapt- adaptabil- adaptability, you feel me? Because mm-hmm. it's like, bro, you guys, good, good on you for sticking with the times because... 
Where's rival schools? Feel me? Like, man, I, I think don't, rival even schools start, don't even get me better. started, nigga. Don't even get me started on where's rival schools, bro. <laughs> where's Darkstalkers? That shit pisses me off. Feel like, me? why are there so many Power good Stone. games that are IPs that are just sitting there languishing, yeah. not doing shit? Like, rival schools and Darkstalkers are two of some of the most creative and fun IPs that Samurai would do Showdown. amazing today. Feel me? Samurai Showdown even is a very good game. Don't get me wrong. I'm not 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 contending that. It's just it's this play style is a lot more technical. Absolutely. Those yeah, other two games were so accessible. Yeah, it is. Darkstalkers is such an accessible game, man. Like it's really really good. You know what's even funny? They have Darkstalker skins for the new characters in Street Fighter 4. And I'm like, Yeah, because Capcom knows they got... teases, bro. Bro, that is such a waste, man. Strider. You know uh, what I mean? He's, he's back. So well, he's many in good... Marvel's Capcom 3 now. He came back. Well, there's a character that gives an homage to him, too, as well, where he has dual forms in one of his forms. Yes, he fights like Strider. Fucking Zeku. Yes. yes the Zeku does. Strider skin is amazing. Yo, I've seen some combos with Zeku where they're just, like, disgusting. Like, stand switch, knock him in the corner, drop fire at the sky, stand switch, juggle him up, drop fire at the sky. I'm like, yo, it, it, it seems like the new, um, I'm not sure when they change it to be this way, but the new Street Fighter is absolutely about, like, yo, get them 40 hit combos, my G, get them 60% hits. It's like it's like going back to um, uh, Marvel's Capcom as far as, like, mm. how the combo works now. Yeah, yeah. I think that they, they've kind of balanced it out where you you can use mix-ups to to fight, you know what I mean, very effectively. But the flash will work. Like you can get a <laughs> you can get real flashy with it, and it's effective. You know what I mean? It's not like in the old games where the damage on them were so low that it didn't didn't yeah. pay off to pull off those kind of combos. But um, yeah, fucking Mortal Kombat the movie, new the new universe that they've created. It's, it seems like it's going to be a hit. Hell you know, yeah. I think that it, I, they they hit solid uh on all cylinders with that. But yeah, moving on, man. Falcon and Winter Soldier, bro. Yeah. I went in there with with very low expectations. Unnecessarily low, but just, you know, not 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 expecting too much. I heard uh, a lot of the chatter about the um heavy inclusion of politics and 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 uh social justice ideals and how some of the characters were portrayed very unevenly. And so I was just like, you know what? All right. I, I know what they're going into with this. I'm looking for the the uh, MCU tie-ins, so I'll just watch it and try to see what I can get out of it. I was very pleasantly surprised. The acting was amazing. Um, I was very happy to see what they did with Sharon uh, Carter's character. She becomes a very, very interesting character in, in, in the story. Uh, uh, Bucky and, and Falcon's... Uh, it, relationship and how it develops over it's only six episodes too so it's not super long they're 45 minute episodes and they're just chocked full of tons of shit um honestly in the end i really ended up kind of liking u.s agent <laughs> i really feel like the the all of the criticisms i heard of him so far were absent of any genuine general or genuine critique there was no critique of his actions. Yes, it is obvious if you murder someone in public, you probably did something incorrect. That goes without saying. But there's absolutely no context given to what. It's not like he just went on a maniacal uh, uh, a fit of rage and murdered someone in public with the Captain American shield. That's not what happened. 
that would be sociopathic and absolutely all of the outrage towards him would be like, yeah, this guy's clearly crazy. But no, that's not what happened. And so, you know, I really found his character to be far more sympathetic than than people gave him credit for. The character was developed very well over the short period of time that they had and with the other multitude of storylines that they had to intertwine it with. Battlestar's character was was very interesting. I do think that they were, I think they were, so they they really, and this isn't really spoiling anything, but they wanted to go out of their way to make uh, the new Captain America, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, Was it like John Walker or something John like Walker. That? something Walker. They really wanted to put it, you know, make it evident that he wasn't just some racist. <laughs> so like his girlfriend was mixed. His best friend was black. So they really like <laughs> laid it on heavy that he was not racist. Okay. That's pretty funny. Even though those, none of those things means that you're not racist, but whatever. It is what it is. It just seems really weird. Like you have someone who's a decorated white, you know, cornbread, corn fed, white boy, military, medal of honor, all of that stuff. And all of the people in his immediate vicinity are black. That seems weird. <laughs> yeah. That seems really fucking weird. That's not artificially created at all. Yeah. That's not so, curated in any way. So that felt weird, but that is literally the only point of forced, like, racial inclusion that I felt was in this show. Everything else was, like, first of all, that was, there was a, and, uh, and I'm just going to address this just because it's a relatively small plot point. But people online were going crazy about it, trying to point out like, oh, this is that's racism, reverse racism and all this stuff. Because there's a point where Bucky um, is in combat with the Dora Milaje. And they're fighting them and neither they, they it's clear that they don't want to fight each other, but they have composing goals as it always ends up with the Wakandans. They always mm-hmm. end up fighting, you know, someone on the Avengers because they just have opposing goals. And so at one point. They literally disarm Bucky. <laughs> oh, and there's a you know there's a very complex set of gestures that they use to to cause his arm to dislocate, and everyone's like, "Oh, see, the Wakandans kept a secret from Bucky, and they had a secret." And I'm like, first of all, shut the fuck up. That's just first of all. <laughs> Second of all, said it. If you have ever seen an advanced prosthetic. They are all removable because they take a lot of technical upkeep and you don't want to have a human sitting on a bed anesthetized or awake for hours while someone's sitting down fiddling with with instruments that could possibly hurt them. So guess what? The prosthetic's removable, not to mention, what if you design an upgrade? You don't want that prosthetic to forever be stuck to that person's body. Bucky was never an enemy of the Wakandans. So, of course, he would never, tr- they're the only ones who would ever know that complex maneuver to disarm his arm. And so it's never really a threat if your friends are the only ones that know that. And this one rare occasion, they came into conflict and they utilized that knowledge. And yes, that was very unfair of them. But no, that's not racist. That's them <laughs> realizing I'm not going to get into a fucking fight with a super soldier <laughs> with, a, with a, a fucking vibranium arm that we gave him. Chill. You know what I mean? It's not a special mechanism that they kept from Bucky. I'm sure that there's been times when Bucky's had to take the arm off. 
And he was aware that it God could be damn, removed. That is such a weak ass argument, bro. People really say stupid ass. Oh my gosh, like bro! It was it was a lot of chatter about that. They were just chomping at the bit to find some reverse <laughs> racism. And I was like, yo, yeah. y'all are stupid. I mean, that makes sense though. That's what they're there for. That is the, That's the, literally the, what they're there the for. Outrage mongers. Yeah, they're there to you know poo poo the shit you like for and. Uh, Nine times out of ten, it's never and it's anything legitimate. It's not even legitimate. like they took the arm from him. It's not even like they took the arm from him. Look, they didn't that argument it. is dumb. So took it there's off. no need for you to really justify the argument at all. Please well, tell yeah, me no, no, one. No, manu- I'm not justifying it to you. I'm justifying it to but maybe in one general. Of the but in general, like mm-hmm. like what manufacturer do you know of that does not create fail safes in the shit they make? Thank you. Like, like that's just it. it, it the whole time you're going on with that, I'm just <laughs> like, you built something. Of course, you're going to build a quick release into it. Like. Even even if I don't know anything about prosthetics or anything mm-hmm. about that, it's just it's just, bro. If I make a house, I, I need to make a, a, an exit so I can get in and out of the house. It's ba- it's how oh my pe- people just be stretching with the goofy ass shit they be arguing so, yeah, about. The there was that. There was that which was clearly <laughs> fabricated. So there was a, a lot stretch. of the of the controversy. I didn't see it. Didn't see it. It was really mindfully done. And then the parts that were particularly made to be racially charged were mindfully addressed and pretty, you know, and, and honestly, and um, there was a point where there was an acknowledgement of the, um, the kind of uh, blind spot it takes for Cap to give Sam this shield and not recognize how being a symbol of America could be <laughs> awkward for him. That's funny. You know what I mean? And... Even Sam didn't realize Sam, and 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 I think that this was very adequately uh, portrayed in Sam's behavior towards the shield because it was always conflicted, but it was never like I can never put my finger on like what's the problem, bro? Like what's the problem? Take the shield and do your job. You're a military. You believed in his cause, so just take up the mantle. And I don't think he actually knew what the problem was until he met with. Uh, another character who really helped give him some perspective. And it wasn't until after that discussion that he finally did take up the mantle, which I think that's not a spoiler, right? Everyone knows that that happened, right? Like that, that was the whole arc. That's the point. Which by the way, I think that we were robbed of a great superhero name because I, when that nigga picks up the the shield in his new outfit, I'm like, yo, that's the American Eagle right there. But we all know that that's been stolen. We were robbed of a great superhero name (laughs) by a shitty clothing company. Because that is American Eagle right there. That would have been the boss name for him. But um, now we we, we will not be getting any uh, cool name changes uh, out of this as well. Even though everybody was sitting there talking, like coming up with different names. Like they kept calling him Black Falcon. He's like, yo, I'm just Falcon, bro. There's no white falcon. It's just black falcon. Oh, I love that. That was hilarious. So there was tons of really good jokes. My, you know, things that you know. I I don't know, man. I don't know. Everyone's looking for something to hate, and even and and going back to um to John Walker, the amount of vitriol that man received (laughs) blows my fucking mind. Like honestly, he was the most sympathetic character in the whole show. Absolutely, hands down for me. He made tons of stupid mistakes. <laughs> tons of them. All of them for great reasons. All of them for great reasons. I mean, there is a they really know, a superhero He manual. did not make a lot of unforced errors. Now, mind you, he is in the throes of mental illness as well, which is something oh that I think was very mindfully portrayed. This man is suffering from PTSD. 
this is something that has to be dealt with. And imagine somebody who he's got three Medal of Honors. So that means he did three things that probably were real fucked up to someone else to achieve those Medal of Honors. Because you don't get those just for pity patting and helping somebody <laughs> out the, 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 right. the room. Three is pretty excessive. You know what I mean? Like that, That's a very comic bookish. And so, yeah, this guy's got so much trauma on his on his head and he's just trying to do a good job. He really is like, I don't I don't disbelieve that at all. It's like it's never at any point. Do you think he's doing this for sadistic glee? You know what I mean? Like you could tell some of these motherfuckers in the military, they're out there in the military because they just want to shoot people. I never got that feeling from John Walker. Honestly, I think he bought into a lot of his Kool-Aid <laughs> and he made a lot of mistakes, but they were all mistakes made. Because he was choosing to live his life in the way he wanted to live his life. I can never, that's one thing I don't do. Like, if you are actively trying to do what you believe is the right thing, yes, you can get it totally wrong. And yes, there's lines you don't cross. But I didn't see him cross any of those lines. He did not remark, he killed somebody who in the line of his duty was considered a terrorist. Come on, man. I mean, I don't know what you expected from him. When you hired him to kill terrorists. And then it happens. You just didn't want him to do it on camera. Okay, oopsk. He did an oopsk. But you can't now, like, disown the man. You made the man. You know what I mean? But I don't want to get too deep into that. We'll talk about that next uh, episode for sure after you get to see it. Because I want to get your opinion on it. Because I think, and I and trust me, I am not a proponent of this on a generalized level at all. This is a isolated incident for this fictional character. I think there was some white guy hate going on here. <laughs> I think there was just some real white guy hate. Like, we're not going to like this guy. He's not Captain America. He's not pretty like Chris Evans. You know what I mean? He he, he just isn't who we want. We're going to hate him. And there's no other identifying thing to hate him for. You know what I mean? So we're just going to we're going to hit him on his identity. Because honestly, he you might not agree with what he did, but he didn't. Ne- he never acted out of malice towards anyone. You know, you just bad decisions, man. You can't put bros in charge. Like you give people with bad decisions and he had a hype man. And even, and that was another, like even his best friend in an attempt to encourage him was unintentionally being a hype man for bad behavior. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like the, it was so thoughtfully dream, put together, like to put that many threads into the, the, the culmination of that particular mental health issue. Man, I don't know. That seems like uh, good writing to me. <laughs> like, there's just a lot going on, man. It's I really mean, well done, though. One thing you Marvel is known for. It's good fucking world building. You feel me? Great world building. Um, I, but I will say that in the end, rodeo. I didn't get the ties to the MCU that I thought I was going to get. So there's that. Okay. But as I said earlier, I, th- I it know stands that it on its was own. supposed to it's supposed to be setting up for armor armor wars. Uh okay, I can see how that works. Absolutely. It de- definitely set up for that. No questions yes. about that. Definitely that had a had a had a proper lead into that, but uh yeah, man, I can't wait till till, till you watch it cuz I think there's tons to talk about. And I don't even want to spoil it, man. But I hope everyone else enjoyed it. I give it a solid 9. Um, and I'm and it, and it has brought my uh, hype for Loki to fever pitch. <laughs> Loki, I am anxious, ready, willing, and able. <laughs> you know what I mean. So that's gonna be another one. I don't mind. I like six episodes. They were chocked full of everything that you wanted. 
that seems to be the new standard for online for online joints, man. Yeah, if they, it, 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 it would make sense if they use analytics because it hit with me. <laughs> and the UK, they be doing that shit too. That may have been where they got it from. They usually do a lot of um, uh, uh, uh six episode seasons, but they're like an hour long instead. I like that. And these were 45 minutes, but nonetheless, it's long enough. It's long enough. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was uh, a great action drama. It was not a buddy cop. I didn't get that feel, um, honestly, because Falcon and Winter Soldier are both independently very capable uh, fighters. And so the few times that they were put in close proximity, they worked together. But they didn't, they, for some reason, they were openly hostile to each other. So they tried their best to stay out of each other's, um, even on the same mission, they would just go I mean, do different shit. That sounds pretty buddy copish to me. I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, it's because it, it, yeah, right. Yes. It's, I guess, Starsky and Hutch kind of buddy cop because you know how Starsky and Hutch always had antagonism towards each other because you know Starsky was always too uh to to loosen right they and, might not and Hutch was you know always they're the different archetypes one. of that thing though Starsky yeah. is just one of them yeah um I guess yeah uh but it, it felt like a lot more just just my opinion um the individual characters really carried their performances man Bucky Zemo Zemo put on a stellar performance. I cannot go on without fucking pointing him out. He did a great job. Daniel uh, Brewer is always, always really Gosh, good. man. Zemo's boy. Oh, boy. I can't wait. I can't wait because there's so much to talk about with, with, with his character and how how that that actor in particular, I think, did something amazing. Even though I, I, they, he had his mask and he kept putting it on and taking it off. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm like, nigga, why are you putting on the mask and then taking it off in the next scene? And then you, you, the next scene you have it on again, and then you take it off. I'm like, all right, bro, just put it on or take it off. No, nah, it's a film thing. It's not him. Uh, it's too funny. I guess, does that is that supposed to show distance in between the scenes? Um, I Without seeing it, I wouldn't be able to tell you, but generally speaking, you don't really want any of your important face characters oh. wearing a mask when they're doing anything that involves Got it. emoting that or makes perfect sense. anything that, like that. In light of that strategy, yes, it makes sense why they did it. It just was weird because it, yeah, it was definitely out of place. <laughs> in li- in real life, you're like, why do you keep doing yeah. that? But, but yeah, man, so many good points. Uh, Falcon's sister, Sarah, really enjoyable. Um, the Flag Smashers were, a re- I thought, were an interesting uh, foil. Uh, I didn't mind the actress that they chose as the as the lead uh villain mm-hmm. um gosh watching i think they did a great job of developing her descent mm-hmm. into into terrorist uh man yeah so okay uh, i hope you could take all of that into it and 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 come back with with some interesting points cuz i think that all of the, there's so much like it's really like a bingeable show because you're not going to want to... It feels like a big, long movie. You know, it really is very cohesive that way. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and we'll move on from that. Uh, it wasn't too much news going on, but uh, I did pick out a couple of, of fun topics. Uh, I did see that uh, New York has moved to to um, honor on December 18th, DMX's birthday hey. as a holiday now. Which I thought was really cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. Because uh, I heard it described as um, 
I think it was Justin Hunt was did a did a little video about it that uh, DMX is really hip hop's greatest success story. He really is, you know, because he was able to 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 make such a huge impact despite all of the never uh, negative things that that he might have picked up along the way throughout his life because of the traumas that he that he dealt with. You know, when he talks about how he became addicted to drugs, that wasn't that he was preyed upon by someone. You know what I mean? When he talks about his relationship issues, he talks about the trauma he had in early relationships when he was preyed upon by women. You know what I mean? When he had issues, when he started finally getting money and then dealing with the the confluence of, of having money and having no idea what to do and how to operate with that kind of stuff, you know, and to go through all of that be as impactful and still carry a positive message and be able to on your final interview still have the 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 presence of mind to say you know I lived a good life honestly if I would have died today I lived a good life like that's that says a lot and I'm really glad that I I know it's just a performative gesture but I appreciate it nonetheless I could appreciate a performative gesture once in a while yeah shit I mean let's not you know let's not it, it can we let the man be honored? Yes. I mean, let's just Absolutely. let the man be honored. Don't matter what kind of gesture it is. Let's let the man be honored. You know, he's 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 walked a long, hard road, and he's helped a lot of people that mm-hmm. also have been down that same path. So that's the least we can do is name a street after him. Feel me? No, no, no. Yeah, more than that. They're giving him the whole day. Oh, December yeah, that's right. 18th. That's right. That's right. My fault. Yeah, yeah. He said he's getting a holiday. Yes. Mess, so man. that that's that. amazing. Rest in uh, rest in peace, Earl Simmons, man. Uh, that was in you know rest in peace to Shock G. He passed away recently. Bay yeah. Area legend, you know what I mean. And you know, and you, with all of these passings, we can't let's let's not be desensitized to it because it's going to keep happening. You know what I mean. And and we still want to keep in mind that we want to give these men their flowers before they pass because as we know, life is short. You know, Black Rob, G Shock, DMX, like, and then and then we have the epidemic of gun violence. You know what I mean? So let's 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 not be desensitized to the passing of of these great figures in our in our culture, and allow it to to galvanize us to to be more encouraged to give people their flowers while they're here. But yeah, moving on from that. Oh man, there's been a bunch of uh, silly shit going on in reference to. Uh, all of the continued unrest that's been happening in the wake of the Derek Chauvin trial and uh, the police killing of Micaiah Bryant, rest in peace. So firstly, you got 50% of Republicans openly saying that they believe that the Derek Chauvin trial was, was the verdict was incorrect. So now, now, you know, and I, and, and, and why I appreciate when these polls come out, it really helps me refine, you know, when I say like, well, half of America is racist. Well, that's a that is a very sweeping generalization. That's a lot of people. But I can absolutely say that at least a quarter of America is self-identified racists. Because there's absolutely no way that you watch a man kneel on another man's neck and think that it's OK when this is clearly an issue. You know what I mean? Like this was murder. The courts said it was murder. The jury thought it was murder. 
and you still find a way to justify murder on this black man, yeah, I think you're self-identifying as a racist when you say that the verdict of that is wrong. And so, yeah, I think that I can very solidly say without reservation that 25% of America is solidly racist, which it, it helps bring a little bit more perspective to it because, you know, you do say 50% of the country, half of the white people I see are racist. That seems like a sweeping overgeneralization. But I can definitely say that, no, in general polling, 25% of America self-identifies as racist. So you tell me where we go from that. Now that we're starting to get more statistical evidence, because that's what you, since everyone is looking for, well, where's the evidence of your brash statements? Well, there goes one. Why is it important? Because all of this racism present in society, while it might not be the core issue that's wrong with our country, it causes a lot of immediate suffering. And we have to learn as leftists, as people who are progressive in thought, as people who want to help the world, we have to, or who care at least, we have to think about how we alleviate some of the immediate suffering in the people around us, because that is what's going to get people to also care about the message that we're bringing. If you if you just ignore the immediate suffering that people goes through that people go through, they'll probably never come around to your cause, no matter how right your cause is. And we see it all the time. It is why consistently African-Americans do not like vote in their best interest. It's because. They're not open to the messages because there's nobody actually moving to help alleviate their suffering. So what they won't do is vote to make their suffering worse. And that's the one thing that Republicans, even though they're probably lying, will try to push off as their platform is, is we're not trying to make anything worse. We're trying to conserve the system the way it is. And it's like, nah, that's not what you're doing. But if you can push that message on people, that message will get them a lot faster than get ready to suffer some more so we can have a revolution. That's not going to get anyone to join your cause. You know what I mean? And so that's the only reason why I think it's so important for us to have a real good hold on this idea of how racist the society is. Because if we can address that, we might be able to alleviate some of the immediate suffering that prevents people from, from making decisions in their best interest. Because it's not just individual stupid stupids. There's a lot of stupid people out there who make bad decisions, yes. But there's also a lot of people out there who are so stressed and in, in such a poor condition without the training of how to help help themselves out of certain situations that we can help them by alleviating some of their immediate, immediate uh, uh, struggles, which is like racism, systemic racism in, in policing and systemic racism in housing, systemic racism in, in education. These are all very prevalent things that can help some of the immediate suffering in people's lives. So that's the only reason why I point that out, just to solidify that point. So people have a little bit of perspective when we say why we care about race or why I care about race. Well, it's because I want to help some of the immediate suffering in people's lives. And while I do understand that the overall uh, economic structure of America is what perpetuates racism, I'm not going to be able to fix the overall structure of, uh, of American economics immediately. But what I can do is gather people around me that will be able to have the the collective power to do so. And the way that I do that is to help them in their immediate suffering. That's how you attract people to you. That's how Jesus did it. <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I thought that that was real interesting that literally 50% of Republicans were like, nah, man, we're, we're definitely on the racist bandwagon. Like you guys could keep saying that we're not all racist, but most of us are. 
And I don't know how many times they have to keep telling their 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 liberal cousins and progressive cousins, like, yo, we're mad racist before they start realizing, like, yo, you're working with racists, yo. And what you're doing is you're asking minority communities to join powers with progressives and Democrats to come to the middle with racists. And we don't know where the fucking middle of racism is because that's an extremist ideology. You know what I mean? They're asking us to come to the middle on the extreme, which is still on their side. We're asking them to come to the middle of a spectrum of left and right that we have, you know, reasonable bounds on, which meets means we're coming to the middle. You know what I mean? Like the the, the logic of what they're asking us uh, minority communities to do just isn't there, you know. And it sucks because minority communities getting swept into this no matter what. We have no choice but to get swept up in the bullshit politics that reproduces the same immediate suffering that we're trying to combat. <laughs> But yeah, that was interesting. And then did you see um this thing about Uber is evidently evidently the NYPD has access to the Uber maps. And so people who they know are traveling to protest sites are being tracked through Uber and their Ubers are being pro- pulled over and they're being arrested out of the Ubers. I feel like that's not legal. I'm pretty sure that it's somewhere in the TOS that says you have no rights. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I would be, I would err on the side. Of this is not a good thing, of course. But but the way I, I see, what I mean by that is like how, like what exactly are you charging somebody for? Because most of these protests are happening after curfew. So oh, if so you're they get caught on the for street, curfew. Yes. Oh, okay, that makes a little more sense. I mean, I don't think what they're doing is illegal. It's fucked up and a vast violation of your rights. And it shows that Uber is absolutely not a company that I will ever, ever, ever support. Like, I have been off Uber for a long time. But, you know, I I have been very permissive of, you know, Carolina's use of Uber Eats because it's very convenient. But at this point, that whole company is a... is is barred in my opinion like that is the one of the most egregious one of the most egregious violations of the privacy of your users to just allow police to track them through your your app that's wild that's wild and so once again it has become even more dangerous because you know what's funny is that i was literally thinking the other day like yo when i want to get involved in some of the the uh the demonstrations that's ha- that are happening locally. And so I was just th- planning ahead, like, all right, cool. If I'm going to drive out there, how I would get there, transportation. Because, you know, I've, I've done this before. I, uh, I've definitely been in a downtown area during a protest and not figured out how I'm going to get home and realized real quick it's time to go and had no way to get home because they shut down <laughs> Bart. And so, like, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I was just trying to do some some future site. And I was like, well, I guess would it make sense for me to use a rideshare just to get out there and back? Because parking out there in L.A. is trash, you know, and nor do I want to be caught on the street. Because you see how they be doing. They be shooting gas canisters at the cars on the street, at, you know, when they catch them on the street at, during protests. So I don't want to be caught in that. So would that be better? You know what I mean? Let, let some Uber driver get their car fucked up if they want to take that risk. But, um. Yeah, no, definitely would never Uber or Lyft or anything of that nature to a protest. And I would not advise anyone who listens to this show to do that. They are tracking you. They These rideshare companies seem to have no compunction towards selling their users' privacy in the name of quote-unquote uh, stopping protests. 
but uh yeah that's a real bad one man and and it's a real chilling effect because and you see it happening all over the country you know you got rick desantis and in, in florida passing some of the most draconian anti-protest legislation that i've ever seen that i i just can't imagine how in the world like there's there's got to be zero progressive presence in florida <laughs> Because how can there be no pushback on this law that he's trying to to, to fast track into effect? Because it is crazy. It like legalizes pedestrians to hit protesters if they're obstructing the streets. Like it is some crazy shit, dude. Like how can you remove the penalty for hitting protesters with your car? That's absurd. Like you can't deputize the citizenry to do crazy <laughs> shit like that. I'm pretty sure that law is not going to stand, bro. Like you can, I'm pretty like, sure you can write it into law, law, but the absolute first time someone tries to use that law, right? it will get struck it's down. It's got to, right? Like on a federal level, like I mean, why do you even, have a even level? right now they're talking about whether or not the law is constitutional or not. Or it's not definitely anyway. not constitutional. I can tell you right mm-hmm. now, and I'm not a constitutional lawyer, but I can tell you that you cannot remove the penalty for manslaughter. Pretty much. I don't think any individual governor has the right to do that. Like, it's bad enough that they have qualified immunity. Like, for reals, you gonna try to 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 extend that to fucking pedestrians? You got everything fucked up, bro. <laughs> but yeah, it just shows that this country is really like they. I, I feel like this entire shit was orchestrated. The whole 2016 to 2020, whatever is. They used Donald Trump to get a lot of tax breaks and to move through a lot of shit that that rich Democrats wanted but could never get through on their platform. And now they're engineering, you know, the way to make sure that nobody ever gets that power again. You know, that's they would and it feels exactly like what they would do. Close the door behind them. Yeah, it's the common strategy. You got to close the door behind you or else guess what? Other people might actually get some kind of power or utilize it to their benefit. And, you know, you can't have that definitely can't have that i mean their entire thing has always been consolidation of power yeah people that look like them hey yeah man and and you know moving on from that here's another topic that i know is near and dear to your heart that uh you know i know is super important to you because uh we have the the republican challenge or one of the republican challengers to our governor gavin newsom uh, is uh, Caitlyn Jenner, you know, is out here trying to run to be your governor, bro. How do you feel about that? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I know. Ain't my governor. <laughs> Yo, Caitlyn Jenner is the, I can't believe that, like, did did he, she, damn, I don't want to dead gender her or nothing like that. Did she learn nothing from Kanye? Like, you gotta be careful. First of all, she's running as a Republican. Hey man, Republican loves tra- Republicans love trans people. Yo, my G, come on! Everyone knows that. Like we all, like that is just the most hypocritical shit ever. To while Republicans around the country are passing transgender laws en masse, yeah, you're gonna yeah. try that's, to. That's the and, banner I'm waving right is, now. This is the disgusting part about it. This is this is how feckless Republicans are. I don't want to say feckless. That's actually absolutely the wrong word. This is how degenerate Republicans are. Is that that's their version of identity politics? is to run a trans person for governor in a state that they know has very strong ties to that identity politic, knowing that they hate that person. <laughs> they hate that person, and they are actively trying to hurt people like them. And they are willing to, to, to run Caitlyn Jenner as a Republican in California 
just to hit the identity politics number, knowing that they can use it to win. That's how degenerate the Republicans are. You know, it's bad. Like when you you see it, like when 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 uh, they they put Kamala Harris as the VP, very identity politics point. But at least they act like they like her. <laughs> they don't actively pass legislation in the open that hurts people of her demographics. The Republicans actively hate Caitlyn Jenner and would still run her as the identity politics candidate. That's some boy. Hey man, that takes a certain lack about, of character that I just could never, ever participate in. Yeah, Republicans are all about winning by any means. Man, and in Caitlyn it's Jenner Hollywood, is, it's the W. And she's 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 hollow enough to let them do it. That's the part that that I think is even worse is that she's willing to let them do it. And it's like, man, and it's like, man, I don't know what is the what's the term? Like, you know, black folk not not all skin folk is kin folk. What is it? What is it in in the transgender community? Like, not all transgender people are for transgender rights. Oh, definitely. I mean, I mean they suffer and 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 this is what why I always begrudgingly respect Pascal Robert, who is a black intellectual who talks on a podcast I frequently listen to. And that's because honestly, it is a class politics. Honestly, when it comes down to everything, whether it's gender, whether it's race, whether it's anything that you want to talk about, it's a class politics because you have rich transgenders that shit on poor transgenders, just like you got rich LGBTQIA plus people who shit on poor, you know, LGBTQIA people. You got rich blacks that shit on poor blacks. You got rich Asians that shit on poor Asians. It's a really is a class politic, you know, and in America, the society is capitalist. And so the class politic boils down to a, a, a socioeconomic breakdown. So it becomes a rich versus poor thing. So it's not like in the past where before it was like, uh, how much land did you own? You know, and that's how the society was broken up. Today in America, it's broken up down to how much capital can you move? And that is the main determinant of where you land in the society. Now, yes, there is a substrata of breaking down racially, but the absolute overarching uh, 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 demographic breakdown is how much money you have. And so... Yes, you know, it is a class issue. So when you have people like Caitlyn Jenner abusing identity politics to 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 enhance the Republican agenda, it just accentuates that all of our problems really are class problems. But that does not make it irrelevant to deal with the clear and prevalent racial issues that cause people's everyday suffering. Alrighty, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up on that. Thank you for joining us. I hope everyone enjoyed it. You could uh, find us on the social media. You can uh, catch me on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. And you can find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. And always remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks for joining us, guys. Peace. Take it easy. <laughs>